The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. For the preacher, it is always a challenge to preach a well-known text. Because as you are hearing the text, you think you already know the story. And in a year like this one, when we heard this text just six weeks ago for the baptism of our Lord, and we've already explored what it means to hear God's voice speaking, the challenge only grows. So what is God saying to us this time? In baptism, we see how we are loved by God and by God's grace. We are set free to live as God's children. But it isn't always going to be comfortable. Often in his ministry, Jesus goes off to a deserted place, and we imagine a place of quiet solitude and peace where he soaks in prayerful silence, seeking comfort and guidance. What happens here in Mark after Jesus' baptism isn't that. Mark tells us that the Spirit drove Jesus out into the wilderness. It could be translated as the Spirit threw Jesus or cast him out. The Spirit's action wasn't a gentle, quiet leading. It was forceful and unyielding. As I read this text, I think we are meant to remember other times when God's followers were in the wilderness. Hagar wandered in the wilderness with her son Ishmael. Joseph's brothers threw him into a pit in the wilderness. Moses was with his flock in the wilderness when he encountered God in the blazing bush. The Israelites were in the wilderness after Moses brought them out of Egypt. 
And then they were in the wilderness again during the years of exile in Babylon. Throughout the history of our ancestors in faith, wilderness has been synonymous with times of testing and training and preparation. I don't subscribe to the idea that God doesn't give us more than we can handle, but I do believe that God is with us in all that we face. God doesn't make it easy or comfortable, but God helps us make our way through the difficulties. When Jesus goes into the wilderness, he is separated from everything and everyone he has ever known, except God. It had to be disruptive and disorienting. Mark doesn't give us any of the details about the temptations. We have to go to Luke and Matthew to get those. But writing about the temptations, German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, all of the temptations are one temptation to separate Jesus from the word of God. What futility. Jesus cannot be separated from God's word. As John's prologue tells us, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. So, of course, the temptations fail. Neither the devil, nor the temptations, nor the wilderness. And it's wild beasts can defeat God. In the wilderness, Jesus survived through obedience to God's word. And so do we. In the wilderness, when life is disrupted and disoriented, and everything else is stripped away, we remember whose we are, and we live into our identity as God's children. And go to the limits of your longing, which reads as if God is speaking, the Austrian poet, Reiner Marie, Maria Rilke writes, Don't let yourself lose me. It would be easy in the wilderness to forget God's way and look for the easy path. To look for a way out or a shortcut, well worn by others. But instead, we return again and again to God's word, which challenges and convicts. Confronted by the law found there, we must wrestle with our sin, our weaknesses, and our failings. But thanks be to God, that's not where the story ends. God never leaves us in despair. In God's word, we experience the good news of Jesus Christ. And God's love for us renews us and strengthens us for all that lies ahead. 
We face temptation and we choose Christ anyway. We pray and we choose the way of forgiveness and mercy for ourselves and for others. The late Catholic priest Edward Hayes wrote prayers for pilgrimages. And one of the wild places that he wrote about is the human heart. Writing about God's gift of pardon, Hayes said, I have searched for it in every pocket and hiding place. I cannot find it, your gift of self. I know it's here, buried beneath my pain, somewhere in a back corner of my heart. But for now, it is lost. And then he continued. Remind me ten times and more of all that you have forgiven me, without even waiting for my sorrow, the very instant that I slipped and sinned. Remind me ten thousand times and more of your endless absolution. Not even sorrow required on my part, so broad the bounty of your love. Yes, I can, I will forgive as you have forgiven me. With Hayes' words, we're reminded that God accompanies us, reminding us of who we are and what it looks like to embody God's love. We come through the wilderness changed and transformed. Oh yes, I said it. We come through changed. How can we not? When the Spirit drives us into the wilderness, it can't be for nothing. As one preacher said, if we wanted to go, the Spirit wouldn't be needed. So this Lent, as we remember how the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness, I wonder where the Spirit is pushing us to go. As a congregation and individually, what are we resisting? And how will we respond? Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son's obedience even to the cross that we would know your love for us all. Help us cling to our baptisms where we are drowned and reborn by the water and fire of your spirit. Sustain us with your word and comfort us with your presence. Driven by your spirit, make us unafraid of what lies ahead. Amen. <laughs>